This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new idea to make sure the folks who get coronavirus stimulus payments are actually alive. Congress wants answers on why President Trump ousted another agency watchdog. Meanwhile, DOD IG is looking into the Pentagon's response to COVID-19. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. In an effort to reduce improper payments, the Social Security Advisory Board recommends shifting death data collection from SSA to the Treasury Department's Do Not Pay portal. The board first made this recommendation last year, but doubled down on it after reports the IRS sent coronavirus stimulus payments to dead people. A bipartisan group of lawmakers last year introduced the Stopping Improper Payments to Deceased People Act, which would give more federal agencies, including the IRS, access to the full set of SSA death records. The Thrift Savings Plan has a few more details on loan and withdrawal relief options that participants can make during the coronavirus pandemic. The CARES Act allows TSP participants to withdraw up to $100,000 from their accounts. They'll have to prove a coronavirus diagnosis or an adverse impact from the pandemic in applying, though. New loan options will be available no later than June 22nd. A new withdrawal option is coming soon as well for TSP participants, but it may not be available until mid-July. Technology innovation during the age of coronavirus is emerging across the government. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Education Department completely re-architected its personal identity verification, or PIV, authentication in the last few months. It can now onboard employees seamlessly and transition the workforce with expiring PIVs to an alternate solution without the need for in-person contact. At HHS, officials created a system called HHS Protect. It pulls together more than 200 data sets to create a common operating picture of the spread, impact, and behavior of the virus. These are just two innovative examples recently highlighted by federal CIO Suzette Kent. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Top Democrats on the House and Senate Foreign Relations Committee launch a probe into the president's firing of the State Department's Inspector General. Congressman Elliot Engel and Senator Bob Menendez tell the White House to preserve all records tied to the decision to fire agency watchdog Steve Linick. The lawmaker site reports that Linick had opened an investigation into wrongdoing by Secretary Mike Pompeo. Trump last Friday replaced Linick with Ambassador Stephen Ackard, the director of the agency's Office of Foreign Missions. The Defense Department's Inspector General's office is setting up a handful of investigations into the Pentagon's response to COVID-19. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Pentagon's watchdog is planning 10 new reports related to the military's response to COVID-19. The investigations range from auditing screening and quarantine procedures to the impact of coronavirus on basic training. The work will also oversee how the Defense Department spends more than $10.5 billion afforded to it through the coronavirus relief package. The DOD Inspector General is already looking into six coronavirus-related issues, including including contracts for equipment and supplies in support of relief, and an evaluation of the Navy's response to the virus outbreak aboard ship. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Several defense officials will play a major role in the Trump administration's new initiative to find a coronavirus vaccine. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The leadership roster for Operation Warp Speed includes more officials from DOD than from the Department of Health and Human Services. General Gus Perna, the commander of Army Materiel Command, will serve as chief operating officer. DOD's contingent also includes Major General Lee Payne, 
Levine and Sean Biggerstaff from the Defense Health Agency, Stacy Cummings, the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Acquisition and Enablers, and Matt Hepburn and Andrew Kiliansky, two officials from DOD's Joint Program Executive Office for Chemical, Biological, Radiological, and Nuclear Defense. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Acting Director of National Intelligence Richard Grenoll continues to remake the intelligence community. Grenoll announced Friday that the National Counterterrorism Center would implement efficiency and effectiveness reforms recommended by career intelligence officials. These include giving more responsibility to the Directorate of Strategic Operational Planning and building a surge-capable workforce to ensure NCTC can address the increasingly diverse terrorist threat picture. Grenoll also announced reorganization changes the week before to the ODNI's oversight of cybersecurity and military affairs. The Air Force is revising how it will find a home for the Space Force headquarters. The new approach takes into account the Space Force's emerging organizational structure and the limited number of highly specialized personnel and infrastructure required to support the military service and U.S. Space Command. The new criteria will increase the number of locations eligible to serve as the headquarters. For now, Colorado Springs, Colorado remains the provisional headquarters of the Space Force until the new headquarters are ready in about six years. Land management agencies could soon get some hiring help. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has the details. Temporary land management employees may have an easier time getting a full-time job at their former agencies. The Office of Personnel Management says certain temporary and former employees at the Forest Service, National Park Service, and others will be allowed to compete for a permanent position at federal land management agencies. Draft regulations describe how temporary and former employees can apply for these jobs within two years of leaving the agency, if that same agency is taking applications internally. Former and temporary employees can apply for positions at any agency under other circumstances. The regulations implement provisions in a 2017 defense authorization bill. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. And two federal departments are taking credit for a major Taiwanese investment in the United States. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company said it will build a $12 billion plant in Arizona. The company makes custom chips for large corporations, including Apple and Huawei. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross credits Assistant Secretary Ian Steff for his part in the negotiations. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo names economic team leader under Secretary Keith Cratch. The company says it will eventually employ 1,600 high-tech professionals and process 20,000 wafers per month. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 